once again you join us on Old Bollocks. I say us, it is us, but it's just me at the moment doing the intro. And you know who me is because you're listening to this, so you must have heard someone else. And if you haven't, well, cool. Hi, I'm me, you're you, let's do this, shall we? So, this is Old Bollocks. If you want to contribute towards the show, you can do that via uh, my Patreon, which is Howard Smith, sorry, which is patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. There's a link in the description. There's links in the description to the video of this interview. If you want to watch that as well, then just click the link in the uh, in the podcast description that, uh, that looks like a YouTube link. It'll say here, watch the video here. Click that and you can watch the video or you can listen to this. I better keep better keep um, my uh, my gun handy for later. Um, we we may we may need it actually today. Uh, well, we we may, but maybe not for the reasons that you think. Um, <laughs> it's going to be I'm, you, just you shooting yourself in the head repeatedly. No, no, <laughs> no, don't get your hopes up. Um, it's. Um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I'll tell you that it's going to be interesting because. Um, oh, by the way, this is going to be the intro right here. I'm just going to it's going to cut to you brandishing a gun, and then um, we're off and running. That's because that's how we do it around here. Yeah, that because that that's that's how we do. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Well, hello, welcome everybody to Talking Bollocks. Uh, well, actually, um, old bollocks, and. Um, uh, this is the, the the podcast that um, we're doing between myself and um, uh, Stephen Oldhead. So we'll, you know, we're here again, and um, uh, I'm here with my wonderful co-host, uh, Mr. Stephen Oldhead Ivy. Hello, hello. Ready, ready for business as usual or pleasure? Well, yeah, actually, or business <laughs> or business as unusual. Because yeah. it's, it's um, I was going to say it's a bit of an unusual episode, but it's episode three. So where the fuck do we get off on saying, hey, this is a bit of an unusual episode when we've only done two episodes previously? Like, this might be this might be like it, a new regular feature. At the end of the day, it's our fucking show. So, yeah, motherfuckers. Every, <laughs> everything's regular. Yeah. Yeah. Even when it's not. Um, yeah. So. Um, so basically, um, it's. Slight change to the format of the couple of last couple of weeks. Not a massive amount of new stuff. I'll I'll confess. I've been um, I've been on the road um, with acid rain and um, uh, carcass is the only thing that was getting listening to on there. That and a bit of Robbie Coltrane. Um, so uh, you know, I'm 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 bereft of new music. Although mm-hmm. it won't stop me slagging off some of the new music you've been listening to. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but. I mean, to be to be fair, it's also very difficult for me because up until Friday, there was only one album I even felt interested in talking about, and then another one popped up. But we'll uh, we'll get into that. But so you're so right. so you for what you said you got something different to to bring to the table. So what is it that you're going to be doing? I, I, well, I'm going to be bringing um, three old oldish very old ancient not so old albums um to people's attention for varying different reasons um, okay because i've got dick brother i got dick so it could it comes, be new to them to, it could be new to them yeah. oh yes my friend it could be yeah. new to them yes so you dear listener you know I might be putting something your way that is, in fact, one of them is, is, is quite rare, quite hard to get hold of. And uh, we'll see if 
Stephen has done his homework and did actually check this band out when I told him to recently. Mm, yeah. That's not in the script either, is it, motherfucker? If it was, uh, <laughs> if we talked, if we talked about it on episode one, then I, yeah, I did check it out. Um, if that's what you're bringing up, right? So, yeah. Oh, oh, good, 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 good. Well, I'll be, I'll be looking for your input on that as well. Um, so why don't we kick it off with? We always kick off with new music, and I've already mm-hmm. said that I got dick. So okay. Um, now in my head, there is like three albums you could be bringing, but you said there's only two. Yeah. Okay. Well, obviously, obviously, we have our classic one later at the end that yes. we'll talk about. But because um, initially, I'll just go ahead and start with the one that the first one I told you, uh, yeah. because um, the, the I'm going to talk about the brand new Andrew W.K. album, which is called God is Partying. Although I don't know if that means God is partying as in there, there you go. There you go. Or wherever, wherever I'm supposed to be pointing. <laughs> Uh, dear listener, I have a gun with me. It's a, um, it's, so, a four, it's, it's a 45 replica and I'm putting it in my mouth at the thought of even listening to a review of Andrew WK. Never all right. This is, this album. is great. This is why we started this show. Yes. Um, so oh, you, so you fucking love him, don't you? <laughs> you, fu- you fucking love Do him, I, don't you? Hear me out because I don't <laughs> love him. Right. Okay. Um, okay. So the, the okay. thing I was trying to say is I don't know. <laughs> If the title is God is partying like he's having a party or God is partying like God is like such a party, dude. I don't know what he means by the title of this album. And I'm going to here's the thing. So I am a fan of his, but not a fan to where like I own all of his shit. And Um, And as we've established, you don't love him. No, yeah, um, yeah. I did. I did really <laughs> like 20 years ago when his first album came out, I Get Wet. I was really into that just because I was so like, what the fuck is this? And I liked it a lot. And I saw him on tour around that time. And as it was soon, fun. As soon as I heard him, right, and I saw the album cover and I thought, well, I know how that happened. <laughs> Someone's heard your music. And... Um, just walked over and uh, punched you in the face. Yeah, I mean it could, could be, but um, but <laughs> but I was re- I, but I, I really liked that album, and then I kind of kept tabs on what he was doing since then. But I was always like, I like these couple songs, and that's really it. It wasn't anything that made me really excited. Now, the only reason like I jumped on to listening to this album was because every time I saw an article about it, they were all like Andrew WK metal album, and I'm like really like actual metal um and so i started checking i checked out the first few songs that that were released from it and i have to admit like i was all like i really enjoyed them now here's the thing the album comes out i listen to the full album it is not a metal album it's got three metal ish songs on it and I have to admit, like his his approach and delivery veers more to the side of metal than it ever has. Like with his vocal delivery, like you could literally take what he's doing and say, "Oh, he's been listening to some Dio, and now he wants to try to do that kind of thing with his vocals," which is very different for Andrew WK because this shit is, um, I don't know. All I, all I know is the one thing that I, that I have to say that led me to the conclusion that I do like this album 
is the fact that just like with everything Andrew WK has ever done, I have no idea what angle he's coming at me with. I don't, I literally don't know. Is it tongue in cheek? Is he serious? Is he completely taking a piss on everybody? Uh, I, I, I don't know. And that alone makes me interested in what he's doing. But I, but I do have to say that the weird trips that this album goes on, because it starts pretty dark for Andrew WK. And then there's a song that sounds like it could be in a, an old show tune from an old musical. And then there's a song that kind of sounds like a pop song. But, but all of these things combined, the one thing that kept sticking with me, even though like I wasn't 100% engaged in the album the whole time, the thing I kept thinking was like, there's a lot of good hooks here. He's like, these are actually pretty well-written songs. And it's an interesting album. Now, once I get to the end of the album, I'm kind of like, all right, well, I feel a little bit exhausted by all of this. And I don't know what the point was because it ends up being more uplifting at the end. And the message in the album is kind of all over the place because at times I'm all like, is he trying to do some Christian type shit? Because every once in a while there'll be a phrase that I go, that sounds like it. But then it'll be another phrase that I go, wait, is he, is he, I don't know where, what angle he's coming at once again with Andrew WK. I never, like you see an interview with the guy, there's no way that you can know if this is just an elaborate thing where he's just playing a character for 20 years or is he, does he have a screw loose in his head somewhere or um, I, I have, I have no idea. And so the fact that there, there's that kind of conversation in my head about what he's doing, I'm all like most albums don't get that much thought from me. Most of them are like, this is okay, whatever. This sucks, whatever. Oh, this has some cool guitar on it. That's it. But like this particular album, I was thinking about it and going like, what is it? Was it? What is it all about? What was his angle? What's going on in his head? And on top of that, you probably don't know this because you don't give two shits about Andrew WK. On top of that, this album comes out. There's a few, there's reviews coming out everywhere about it. Some good, some bad. All of a sudden, he completely deletes everything off social media and cancels concerts. And he's still gone. It's been like a week. No word on like what the fuck happened. And I'm just like, this is even more (laughs) just like a what the fuck is going on? And so the reason I said like I don't love him because I don't because I have gripes about some of the things he does. And some things I think are a little bit overblown and some things – I just don't quite get what he's going for, but it doesn't always please me uh, musically. But I have to say, overall, if you're talking about the, sh- the shit that he's put out, this is the first album since his since his debut that I've actually listened to and felt some kind of enjoyment with. Um, and that's a really weird review because I think a lot of people are like, "Do you like this or don't you like it?" Both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I was sat here and I felt like I was um I felt like I was kind of like a psychiatrist. It felt it felt more like um a, a confession, which actually yeah. made me more like a priest. Um because it, it's like I mean, uh, you know, just not for nothing, it sounds like a fucking mess. Um, <laughs> I mean <laughs> and, and and the only reason for the confusion I'm presuming it is just like, I mean, I'm going to, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, you've, you've done me in now because I'm intrigued enough to listen to it. 
Yeah. Um, because I'm, I could, because I think what I'm going to hear is an almighty mess. I'm going to hear somebody just going, all oh, right, well, let's do this bit now. And it's like, yeah, but that's a completely different genre. Ah, whatever. And, um, I do have to I, say it all kind of goes together though. It is pretty cohesive, even though it does some leaps here and there. Cause he does put his Andrew WK spin on everything. And so, um, it's is, yeah. is every song is every song about partying or does it no, have the word none party of them. in it? None of them are about partying. Some right. of them are pretty dark. Right. And okay. Well, you know what's happened then? To me, this smacks of this album is um post um uh therapy, post rehab, post getting guess getting clean. Um and and this, you know, this this could be kind of like a a post to that kind of experience kind of album. It would make I cannot I cannot believe right. How long have we been? How long have we been on now? Fuck, I don't know. T- ten minutes, maybe 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, that is enough on Andrew W. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Where um, else are you going to find more than 10 minutes on Andrew WK? Um, I don't know. The B- Banger TV did one of their worst reviews I've ever seen on this album. And it was about a 10 minute review. And I, it made me, I, I really, they, that site, that whole thing, they need to revamp the people that are in that fucking crew because woo, it is a, it's a mess over there. Um, some people would say that this is a mess right here, but this is all you're going to get. Sorry, uh, yeah, but this, <laughs> but, 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 but that's how we started. It's always been a mess, you know. Yeah, and um, and you're not getting any new people here because that's like not how this works. Um, nope just uh, just these same old crusty bollocks. Uh, yes, every every day. Speak um, speak for yourself. My my bollocks are, cru- <laughs> are crustless. Um, yeah, mine mine are too. I was just trying to paint a picture for the viewers out there without actually whipping them out. You know. Ah. Uh, God, yeah. Now, mind you, that that given the uh, the algorithm on YouTube, that might <laughs> no, it's not going to help, is it? It's not going to help. Anyway, um, so yeah, so we, what... well, we can move on. We'll move on from Andrew WK. What else you got for us, Stevie? So, so this is the one. Um, I didn't have anything else to talk about, and then <laughs> Friday, doing my usual thing, I go to Apple Music. What's what's there in the metal section? Let's listen to things that pop up and and look interesting. Um, and so I ended up listening to an album by a band I'd never heard of called four stroke Baron. And it was mostly because like Howard and I've talked about before, sometimes you see artwork and you go, Oh, that looks interesting. I'm going to go check that out. Um, and the interesting thing when I went to go look at it though, the first thing I thought was, uh, this artwork's not amazing. And also that band name is kind of shit. <laughs> And so yeah. I was really, I was really kind of like, what is this going to be like? And then all of a sudden I was, I found myself three songs in and I was just like, do I love this? Do I love this? I'm not quite sure. And so I messaged you and I'm like, check this out. Cause I, you know, that's what I'm currently listening to now. Flash forward to now I have listened to the album five times right. and I've ordered the vinyl Right, you're I, this in. album. Every single time I've listened to this album, I have grown to love it more. Like, and it's and it's crazy. It's been a very long time since an album has come out from a band I didn't know. That immediately I'm like, I I I just want to keep listening to this album because it's um. For those of you who don't know, 
I'll try to explain the, their sound it's progressive metal. What I'd say, what I said to Howard, it's yeah. like if you, if you take a progressive metal album and then you put Roland Ozerball from tears for fears as the vocalist, and then just kind of go batshit crazy with everything. <clears throat> and then you have this album. It's called Classics is the name of the album. And also, and, uh, I think, and also, I think if you add in the fact that, um, that it sounds a lot in heaviness and orchestrally and in its epic nature, um, it leans very much towards, um, Devin Townsend. And there's a perfectly good reason for that. Who he does, he does according to the, to the, to the, the the liners it's he does mixing and sound design which is it fucking sounds great to me and i love all the little flourishes and it's true because you go back because like this turns out this is four stroke baron's third album um fourth if you count the split ep kind of thing they did um but if you go back check him out check him out all knowledgeable about four stroke i'm telling you like i'm (laughs) i got into this band really quick and and so if you listen to their older stuff, it is way, it's the same sound, but it's, it's more stripped down. So Devin Townsend, I think gave it a shot in the arm that it really needed. Cause it like, it's an album that put on your headphones and it's just so much going on. And it's so much to unfold because it doesn't, the, the only category that fit was prog metal, but there's so many different things in there that that these yeah. guys are doing and at first it seems a little bit like you know these guys are, are are maybe a little bit pretentious maybe this is a little bit um overblown or whatever but the more that i listen to it the more i'm just like there's so much interesting shit here like i don't think i've been disengaged in a new album in in this 10, 10 years maybe fuck i don't know um, wow. just because of the amount of things that connect with me. But it's also the kind of band that I could totally hear somebody else listening to this and being like, what is this bullshit? But, <laughs> but, but with me and prog metal, I'm, if I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a prog metal fan. Um, prog metal, it's like this big sea of prog metal and there's this tiny little canal that goes through it. And if bands fall in that little canal, then I'm on board. So it's so it, it it somehow has all these little boxes that they tick that made it something that I felt. And I just I mean, it's a fucking amazing album to me. And it just gets more amazing the more I listen to it. Now, I also have to say, because you said you're talking about Devin Townsend. I got to I got to make um, a, a confession and at the same time, uh, maybe a request. Um, I have never heard any Devin Townsend albums. Right. I, I know who he is. I know he was in Strapping Young Lad. And a lot of people really like him and he does proggy shit. That's as far as I know. So my so that's my confession. My request is, hey, anybody watching this video, where should I start with Devin Townsend? Give me an album yeah. to go to because um it seems like if he's anywhere near this kind of shit, I'd probably be into it. Uh but yeah, overall, this is one of so far. I guess we're getting near the end of 2021. This is one of the most exciting albums I've heard just because I love it so much. And it was something I just stumbled upon. I had no idea who they were. So, well, um, you loved it so much. I went out and, uh, and, and found, uh, well, you, you sent me a link to Bandcamp, which was great. And I listened to it and thought, right, holy fuck. I, I, I better get hold of this. So I, uh, mm-hmm. so I bought it. Um, this morning, 
I listened to the album all the way through mm-hmm. without realizing that I was, I actually listened to the first song um, five times. <laughs> and and I, I had it on repeat. And I was doing something else. I, I was doing a merch run, basically. I was packing merch up and everything. And you tend to go into that mental place where it's just like music's just there and yeah. you just kind of like and and uh, and I had and I didn't realise I still had my um my music player on repeat track from last night. And um and, and so yeah, and, and I kept hearing that the main riff and the main song, and I kept thinking This is a fucking they, long they, song. They, they, <laughs> no, 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 I just kept thinking there's that riff again. They like that riff. And then I was just like carrying on. Yeah. And then I, and then the penny finally dropped. I was like, Oh, you fucking idiot. Um, now I have made it through the album once. And at mm-hmm. the moment I would say there are times where um, they disappear right up their own arseholes. Um, yeah. It's a, a pretentious in the extreme um and i just think oh fuck off <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 there's other times where i where i do think yeah fuck me that's this is great this is heavy this is good but at no point do i think god i like this i i'm i just seem to be on the edge of it i mean i've only yeah. listened to the whole album once i've listened to bits and pieces more than that but um yeah, I'm kind of on it need it needs to win me over because at the moment for me it's missing a bit of heart and soul. It's very accurate and it's very tight and it's very epic and it's very loud and dark and light, but it's just mm, everything it's, everything it's, you said there sounds like an album I would love. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's just it it's just coming to it's just a bit soulless, it's a bit heartless. It's like oh, I at think, the moment I think that, I'm finding that, you know, I'm, that's how I'm finding it. That part reveals itself, honestly. Ooh, that's the that's ooh, the right, thing. Okay. That's the thing that I think grew me really into like loving this album was because when I first heard it, I had the same thoughts. From like, some of this is pretentious. Some of this, I'm all like, what were they even going for here? But then the more I listened to it, especially lyrically speaking, I was like, okay, there's a lot. This is a pretty deep album, and. um I just I don't know. Right. It's it's hard it's hard right. for me to explain because this is not the kind of music I normally listen to. So it's almost yeah. like stepping into a world that I don't really know a whole lot about. My prog, you know, love is like Rush and then random other albums ran it's like that happened yeah. to pique my interest, but I don't go that far into it. And so it's almost like, you know, somebody opened a door into this world for me a little bit and I'm just like, oh, I'm a step in here and I, it just it just for some reason it just really connected with me but uh, but yeah. that's the one thing i do have to say is that i it, it is one of those albums i i i honestly can understand somebody saying that it was bullshit it's like it's so yeah. it, and that's some, yeah. there's something interesting about an album that i can hear is genius but i could also understand somebody thinking is complete shit so jesus um, that's that's your theme for the evening isn't it that's two albums in a row i never said that andrew wk album was genius i said no, i enjoyed no, it no and and andrew wk genius or fool i would venture fool but there you go um sorry i've brought andrew wk up again um uh, look, yeah. I get where I get what you mean. My only yeah. my only kind of fear is that they're going to end up in the Devon Townsend kind of place, which is 
You put Devin Townsend album on, you go, fuck me, this sounds incredible. Wow, listen to that. Oh, listen to that beautiful orchestral search. Whoa. And like six minutes later, you go, same song, is it? Yeah, okay, right. Okay. And, and, and it's just, and you just lose interest. And yeah. um, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here to be won over at the moment. I'm trepidatious, but I will, I will persevere because um, they're clearly very good at what they do. Um, and there are times where it is ball crushingly heavy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's always a, that's always a good place to start. And then other times it literally does sound like heavy tears for fears. There's even a couple of melodic lead parts that I go, that's literally something that could have been on songs from the big chair. I, I'm assuming you, I don't know how you are about eighties pop, but um, I, was, tears, I was around. Yeah. Tears for fears is one of my favorites from that era, especially that album I just mentioned. And so I said this to you when we were on the Zoom call the other day. I said, if, if you just came to me and said it's a prog metal band fronted by the guy from Tears for Fears, and I'd be like, I, I am all over that shit right now. Because- I, I, I genuinely <laughs> thought it was after you sent me your message. I misread your message and thought it was. So that was doing my fucking head in. Um, yeah. But, um, but well, look, I, I'm, hey, listeners, tell us what you think. Um, yeah, tell, us yeah. if you can, tell us if you can get into um, Four Stroke Baron, which is a shit band name. So um, it'll probably stick in the mind because it's that bad. It's, it's, um, uh, it, it's one of those band names that two days into like listening to this album and being really into it, I went to go like look them up on the Internet and I forgot what their name was. <laughs> yeah. I had to rename the I had to rename the folder two or three times because I got it wrong. And I was just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah no, it's so understandable. Anyway, name's anyway. not great, album's amazing and to me. But let's let, let's let's yeah. let's move on. Let's not take forever on my shit because I'm interested okay. to hear about what you got to bring to the table today. Well, what I have got to bring to the table is something uh classic that's definitely not metal, something thrash. Mm-hmm that is definitely metal and something hardcore that definitely isn't metal. So the hardcore thing that I'm going to bring up and, and recommend because I, I haven't got, like, I just want to try and drop some new to you bombs. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, this must be the album that you went digging for um, last time we spoke. Radioactivist. Yeah. Yes. Red tape radioactivist. Now um, I, this is, I don't know what you thought of the album. We haven't, we haven't discussed it. Uh, my feelings are, if you like Attitude Adjustment, if you like Suicidal Tendencies, if you like Agnostic Front Crumb Suckers, if you like all of that kind of era of stuff, um, and you basically you like your hardcore, uh, but you like it with a little bit of crossover, then you cannot, cannot go wrong with Radioactivist by the band Red Tape. Uh, the album again, Radio Activist. Now, it came out on Roadrunner Records um, way back in, um, he says, looking at the album sleeve. Well, that is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, no, can't find it. Well, that that was a fantastic bit of And it's um, their only album, podcasting. right? Isn't it, isn't it their only album? Um, well, no. Uh, sorry, 2003. That was annoying. Okay. 2003. Um and um well yes and no it's definitely their only album on uh, on uh, roadrunner and um kind of sunk without trace and i'd you know i considered myself still kind of into the hardcore scene even though it was 2003 and it wasn't yeah. allowed anymore um and i mean this was it was it was just awesome 
I mean, there's, there's, it's got everything. It's got hooks. It's got pace. It's got some great lyrics. The production is perfect for that kind of album, for mm. that kind of music. Um, and, and you've got a singer who can, who can sing enough. You know, he's got a good voice, but he's really at his best when he's kind of like shouting, screaming along. And it's, uh, but there is like, correct me if I'm wrong, because I can see you nodding away there. Um, it's got hooks. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things that I like about it. Well, and I, and I like the, just the overall energy of the album and how tight everything feels. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I like, I like this album. It's great. I've only heard it uh, once all the way through in a, in a couple of, of songs just randomly. But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't even know. I don't know how I didn't hear of this back in the day. Cause honestly over in the States anyway, hardcore kind of got a little shot in the arm where all of a sudden people were getting into those bands again because yeah. of, uh, because of re- no hardcore, <laughs> not, uh, because of uh, the shape of punk to come by refused. Yeah. Um, that, that album came out, was it 2000, something like that? 99, 2000. And then all of a sudden you, I, I knew a lot more people that were like talking about these hardcore bands. Um, yeah. So it seems like one that, Maybe I even heard in 2003 and just completely forgot about, but. It, well, when you hear the album, it's got the feel. It's like, I, I, I absolutely totally know where you're coming from because when you're listening to it, you're thinking, hang on, this is good. This is really good. In fact, this is so good. Why didn't I know about it at the time? Yeah. Because you hear it and you think, whoa, okay, this is like, this has got everything, you know? And it, and if you, I mean, if you like, you know, let's say crossover, hardcore, punk, whatever um it's it's a killer album from 2003 yeah. it really is it's an absolute killer album um i mean if it come out album if that had come out like you know five years earlier or whatever i mean well bearing in mind that it that's 10 years after the river the river runs red by life of agony oh yeah yeah which is which is like kind of bizarre when you think about it but um but anyway yeah um uh red tape radio activist it's in my opinion, it is a, a bit of a classic and, and, and as you've heard described, um, an unknown classic. Yeah. I feel like that's an album that because of the current state of, of popular heavy music, you know, hardcore is, is a big thing now. I feel like all it's going to take is enough people to bring this album up now and then it's, it'll, it'll bubble up to the top again. It's got to. Like there's some albums that I feel like it's, it's better than a lot of shit that's going on today. So I'm just like, you know, people just got to hear it. But but it's it's unfortunate that a label. Well, I guess I don't. I haven't heard great things about Roadrunner in in general. But um, it just sucks that like a, a a band puts out an album and it just gets buried so easily. Yeah, um, I guess it happens a lot though. Unfortunately, but yeah, and also sometimes it's just it's just how it is you know not everything is going to get the attention it deserves you know yeah yeah um so the next thing that i'm gonna um uh, i want to flag up to everyone is um and a shout out for the wonderful people at bmg and miles because they're the guys i do the, the motorcast with um and they've done a bunch of brilliant metal remasters and re-releases um and they did all of creators catalog which was just well the sort of the noise albums which was just fucking brilliant mm-hmm. and and one of them that had escaped my notice that had crept by um was and i'm i'm actually looking for the year again 
because I want to make sure this is right. Okay, right. Yeah, no, that's not right. Anyway, um, it's uh, it's now by creator called Cause for Conflict. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers that from back in the day. It came out in a tin as well, but I'd already been burned by Ugly by um, by Life of Agony came in a tin and, uh, and someone sat on it and it was fucked forever after that. So it's like, yeah, I don't want any of that tin shit. Um, and uh, and I don't know if that played a role in me not getting the album right. <laughs> but um, it's an absolute barnstormer. It is an incredible, incredible thrash metal album. It's relentless. And also it's got two or, th- two or three of creator's all-time shortest songs on it. Um, and having just been speaking about you know, a hardcore album. There's two or three hardcore tracks on this out on this album. I mean, utterly, utterly brutal. Um, and so, and and it's, it's. I mean, it's it's violently anti-religious as an album lyrically as well. Um, and it, they just got they just got stuck in, and it sounds incredible um, right from the opening track. I'm just looking through the. Um, just looking through the booklet at the moment, which is fantastic. The, the, the packaging on it is superb, and I do recommend if you're into CDs at all, this is worth getting. But just right from the, the very first track, Prevail, they are absolutely on it. Catholic Despot. I mean, now there's a tune. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Crisis of Disorder, Hate Inside Your Head. Um, and the, the track Bomb Threat is just like a fucking bomb threat from Creator, basically. Um, and one of these songs, and one of them is less than two minutes long as well. And it's it's the creator album that I, I, I don't know if I'm saying this because it, because I did it. You know, I'm not sure. I, I don't know if everybody goes, oh, Cause for Conflict. Yeah, that's a fucking great album. But as far as I'm concerned, I think it, I, I don't, I'm, I, I'm not aware of that being the case. And I just want to kind of wave a flag of hate um, and bring attention to Cause for Conflict because it is a, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, I I agree. Actually, I I don't think I'd heard this album in many many years, and you brought it up, and I went back to listen to it. I'm just like, this is fucking great. And and Creator is a band that overall, to me, they're kind of hit or miss. They have some amazing albums and some albums that I go, ah, this is too much of the same. Um, but there's something about this one. I, I think this album was like '97 or something like that. I don't really? know. If we, Something like that. I, I'm scrambling around here. I can't. I can't find anything. It's something. Like, it's <laughs> mid to late '90s, I believe. But it, it's it's like really well done. And and um, '92. Oh, '92. Shit, I was way off. Um, but it's uh. So this was this was pre them getting industrial. Ah no no no! This follows renewal. Okay, and, and maybe that explain explains because with renewal. They they kind of lent towards industrial and and, and a, a change in style. Yeah. Whereas on this, it was almost like it's it's a violent reaction to that. It is, and yeah. I'm, I'm I mean you know that is the word. It's a it's violently um, uh, different to renewal. Yeah, it's but it's it's great. It's a solid fucking album, and it's. Um, yeah, it's another one of those albums that like because a lot of the the more extreme in your face metal bands they to me can get kind of tiresome after a little while. But I I gotta say this is one of those albums that doesn't it does not do that. And yeah. um, 
That's pretty great. Cause it, because I think especially more recent creator stuff kind of, I get kind of bored for lack of a better word. <laughs> yeah, no, I know exa- yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. I'm just trying to see um, if there's a, uh, any credits here, but no, I mean, I, I, it just, just, phenomenal i was looking for yeah. a, produ- a, a producer credit but um but also there's like you, you know there's there's a couple of additions uh, a couple of changes in the lineup from renewal which really seems like that was a part in other ways musically and, and personally um and and it, it, actually here's a word that neither of us mentioned that i think it sounds hungry yeah yeah it's it it sounds like creative going back to being creative they've you know they've done renewal they've had some hard years they've got two new members and they've gone right let's fucking have it let's just let's just go all out and make an album that we just fucking you know that we like i mean and, that's, um, there's something to be said for that because you know, i know i know some people myself included occasionally talk about how great it is when a band can retain its lineup throughout the years but there's something to be said that sometimes what a band needs is some new blood and um, maybe that was it for this album, you know, maybe they got a couple new guys in and all of a sudden every, all, everything old is new again or whatever. <laughs> you a, know? Ch- a change is as good as a rest, as we say over here in the UK, Steve. Ah, I like that. I like that's good. Yes. Yes. Um, so that is, that is hardcore red tape and that is hardcore thrash uh, creator cause for conflict. And now um, I'm going to go over to a two, uh, three CD and one Blu-ray um, book, and, and about and, and, and it's about yeah, sixty-page booklet that comes with the album as well, um, and, which is quite right. hard to do. But that's the booklet, um, and the whole thing is that mm. absolutely. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get it right. <laughs> oh, okay. Marillion uh Fugazi it is the um and it's the signed it's the signed CD box set um signed by the man fish there um the the, the book itself I've got one for script for Jesse's Tear and I've got one for clutching at straws as well um and Fugazi is the was like the first new Marillion album came out that and I was a fan of them and there was a new album coming out so I had all the new his, you know hysteria to deal with and all the rest of it yeah and then I sat down and watched the, um, and I like, you know, spoiler alert, if you've got the DVD, then like, don't listen to this bit. Um, I sat down to watch the documentary and straight off the bat, it becomes quite apparent that nobody in the band <laughs> likes the album. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, but this was my album. This was, oh, my, oh. and then they go and, and when they go through it track by track, it's like by the end, you can tell the guitarist Steve Rothery is just like, yeah, it's, uh, it's that one. That's that's nearly a good song. <laughs> 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 but the story behind it as well is like, you know, there was loads of, they recorded it here, they recorded it there, ran out of time here, ran out of time there. There were, just, I mean, literally cabbing master tapes around to do a bit of mixing here or do this there. And ridiculous, ridiculous way to put an album together. And they were all invited over to um, EMI to uh to have a listen um and they done because they'd done various like bits and pieces and they said look right the label went look we're gonna get the album mixed and they were like right okay and they were like right come and have a listen so they went and had a listen i said so then we all sat there and we listened and we went 
and we kind of been making notes during it and we went yeah, yeah i mean it's you know it's 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 sort of brilliant but it's savable and they were like what do you mean savable that's in production that's done that's finished and they were like uh what so well, we invited you over here to hear the final product that's that's in production and they were just like ah oh, right it's finished then is it shit <laughs> so i mean you know the, the stories you hear about you know about what happens to bands and albums in the, in the process of the music business the you know the unforgiving machine that is the music business and um you just think yeah christ i'd i'd hate that album as well if that was do you know what i mean if that was what was yeah. forced upon me so the band gets completely remix it um so they got there's a whole remix of the album in there there's a remaster of the original album there's shows there's videos there's gigs i mean it's it's there's a live album um to on the blu-ray there's a live cd of that album i mean it, it's it's superb it's every fan's jizz filled wish um and um and i absolutely love it um and it just yeah um it's just taken me back right to the 80s um yeah. i've listened to the remaster there's uh sorry the the remix there's some there's some bits in it i like where that he they've used tracks that are kind of buried uh maybe sort of atmospheric tracks that are buried in the original mix where they come out a little bit more especially bits of fish's vocals because that was hanging on his every word back then and um uh but all in all i th- i i think i might still prefer the original mix which and and I can be objective, you know. I'm, I'm I yeah. prefer I prefer the remix of Script for a Justice Tear, which is the first album I ever owned or heard of Marillion. So, um, you know, I, I prefer the rem the, the remix of that. But the remix of Fugazi, mm, I, I need to give it a couple more listens. But it is just an awesome package. It's one of those things that you get by a band and you just go, "Oh my god, I am so pleased! I I've got you!" And you give it a little hug, and then you put it on the pillow. And you go to sleep and you say, night, night, for Gazzy Box set. And then you go off to sleep. It's just, yeah. It's, I, I'm, I'm quite happy with my purchase is what I'm saying. It's, a, <laughs> it's, it's funny because this is, now we're on the one that I haven't heard. And I haven't heard any Marillion. Oh, um, oh, well, over here, they that wasn't a thing. Like, you don't yeah, hear... no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm more than aware of that. They were, they were quite, they were, well, quite big. They, were, they did okay in Canada. Yeah, um, I'm aware that Canada is not the USA. Um, yeah, but well, yeah, from from a North American close point, enough. Yeah, from a North American point of view, they did have some success, but just not. Yeah, uh, yeah the USA and Marillion just never really, never really happened for them. There's a, there's a lot of bands like that, but also like so so that album was early '80s when it came out. Uh, yes, yes, Fugazi yeah. is '84. Um, I'm not having much luck with years tonight, am I really? Um, I'll look at the original. You'll probably look it up on the internet before I can find it on this fucking box set. Um, 84. Yeah. Okay. Ah, ah yeah. I was right. That's, it's, it's so, it's so interesting to think. Cause I also that time, I don't know how prolific of a band they were, but you know, there were so many bands in the seventies and eighties, early eighties that it's all, it was almost expected that they had to put out an album every one to two years no matter what. And so like, 
so many of those bands like look back on certain albums and go, ah, I could have done that one better. But then it's always somebody's favorite album. <laughs> it's like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's always, you know, it's some, some kids discovered Star Wars via the medium of Jar Jar fucking Binks. You know, yeah. that's, and, and, you know, there, there's some Jar Jar Binks of albums out there. Um, but, you know, people still love them. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would, I'll take a Jar Jar Binks album over a special edition album any day, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> not, not, are you slag, are you slagging off my special edition little book? No, I'm slagging, I'm slagging off, uh, uh, bands like Megadeth who completely redo what their album sounds like to try to make up for it somehow. I don't know. Um, oh, I'm not, a, you I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of remixed albums. I, I that, like, like the way that they did it on that box set. That's cool. If you're going to give me the, the original and then give me a different version of an album, I love totally cool. But if you're replacing yeah. that, album oh, yeah. completely, yeah, yeah. then I'm just like, you're, you're literally, it's if, if you thought it was that bad, then just, just get rid of it altogether. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but to be fair, Megadeth did the same, and all the original versions still exist, and and you can listen to them if you want. Well, the, my my gripe with that, um, I don't know about Spotify because I don't use Spotify, but you can only hear for a little while, especially you could only hear the remix versions of Megadeth albums, and so people would comment things uh, like, the, "That mix, uh, Rust in Peace, is such an overrated album because the mix is awful," and I'm like. Uh, what are you fucking listening to? They're listening to the version that's available <laughs> to stream, and so, yeah. um, yeah. so it, it bums me out sometimes. But um, well, that's, um, be- well that, that's that's Dave playing God with his music, and um, you know, that's um, if, if if God comes Dave back does. and takes something and makes it worse, then yeah, if you do that. <laughs> so playing God. Anyway, so yeah, so that's one. So is that so? Okay, so for a newbie on Marillion. Where's the jumping on point for Marillion? Um, oh, God. You see, the thing is, Marillion is still going to this day, and they've yeah. put out a shit ton of albums. But I only and, f- and doesn't Fish do solo albums yeah. too? Oh, yeah, 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 he's done some of those. But I only give a fuck about the very first four albums that Marillion did, and they're all with Fish. Okay. Now... I, you know, I'd start at album number one and then maybe go to two and then maybe go to three and then maybe go okay. to four and fair, go on fair, the, fair and go, but go, but go on that journey. So first album is very Genesis, uh, very Genesis, very rush, very prog. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're into the eighties. Well, properly into the eighties by Fugazi comes along. So it's kind of eighties proggy stuff. Um, uh, and then you've got uh, Misplaced Childhood, which kind of is the big album that went to number one over here. There was a number two single on it called Kaylee. Um, okay. And then the, the final album, which I, I'm not a massive fan of um, Misplaced Childhood, to be honest. I, I kind of I went on the, I went to the tour, but I was tuning out. I was like, mm, I'm not sure about this. Yeah. And then Clutching at Straws, their last album is it, it, now for you, my friend, I would say. Uh, listen to the Marillion album Clutching at Straws. Okay. Because it's, 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 it's kind of seething. There's a seething resentment in the, in the just kind of folded up in the atmosphere of the album. It's a band who were going to split up not many months after the album came out. And I, I just think you can kind of hear it. 
you know yeah. you can it's there there's just this yeah it's just a bit of an atmosphere about it so i would direct you to that but i would um yeah that that's the, that's the marillion story for me cool all right all that, right that's, well that's that's your last that's your last one that's my last one. That is all I have to offer. Can I go? Look at that. We got some, we got some new albums. We got some uh, old new albums, new old albums, whatever. Maybe, maybe. Um, and then, uh, and then that, then that brings us to, you, you mean, you still got to stay for one more thing. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yes, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> well, um, I, I, look, seeing as how it's right, basically this was voted for on um, my Patreon. So it's my chance to put plug patreon of which steven is a patron and can tell you how brilliant it is um but it's um it's great fun and uh all the kids all the popular kids um are signed up so if you haven't you are unpopular and you're not welcome i mean sorry you are welcome and is your money um so yeah come and join us over at, uh, at patreon now what we did was we had a poll um uh, by the way, it's um, Howard. It's, it's patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. You will be able to click a link in the description of this podcast or this video if you want to come along and join the party. Anyway, where were we? Oh, yes, that's poll. right. Poll. So we did a poll and um, the albums that were being polled were... Are you, you, you going to go into that? I'm going to say, well... I chose I, them, by the way. Well, I think it's a nice little window into your musical taste. Okay. I mean, let's 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 go with the most obvious, um, "Vivid" by um, Living Color. That was one album. Yeah. Um, there was also um, oh, Holy Terror, Mind Wars, Mind, Mind Wars, Mind Wars by Holy Terror. That was up uh-huh. there, which uh, personally I would have voted for. Mm-hmm. Um, next up was oh. Exploited Troop, album, which one was that? Troops of Tomorrow by the Exploited. Troops of Tomorrow uh, by the Exploited. And what was the last one? Is there? Do we still have an extra one? Or do the we just one have we're, the one we're the one we're talking the about? The winner, the winner with fifty nine percent. God, we managed to make that sound like fucking a, a garden fate tombola. The winner with fifty nine percent is Sacred Reich, the American Way. Fifty nine percent of voters said we won't hear what Steve thinks about this. Um, <laughs> you're, you're saying that like everybody everybody there appears to be british except for me <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah yeah basically yeah um so stephen yes the american way you nominated you nominated it as a classic yes now, that's, a, that, that's a that's a that's a bold statement now it, it is a bold statement because i honestly i feel like the cool sacred reich album is ignorance um whenever people bring up an, a sacred reich album they bring that one up yeah i'm um, nodding my head furiously for listeners i've made myself slightly dizzy sorry yeah um and uh but this one to me is the one that i always go back to because i really enjoy because i like thrash metal you can give me some basic thrash metal and i'm fine but when those bands get a little bit ambitious to me they make their most interesting albums case in point acid rain my favorite acid rain album is obnoxious although give it some time age of entitlement might eclipse that one i don't know but the thing that i like about obnoxious is the same thing i like about the the american way where uh, a band was just like let's let's see how wide we can kick things open 
um, and not be so worried about being fast all the time, not worried about being uh, having the songs be all concise all the time. We can just, you know, go off on a tangent here and there. Um, now, really, there's only like a couple songs, I think, on this album that are actually like long. But I almost feel like a lot of bands I'm, and and um, I, you can tell me if I'm wrong about your band in particular, but I feel like bands started they all kind of got the bug they wanted to do there and justice for all like, yeah. Yeah. Where there's a little bit of progginess, a little bit of ambition, pushing the sound out a little bit. Well, as as with everything in thrash metal, Metallica led the way and, (laughs) and, and justice for all came out with a bunch of long songs on it and everyone went, Oh, it's okay. We can do it. It's it's allowed. It's allowed. I've just seen Metallica doing it. It's allowed. So then we um, all went, yeah. So this this one the the things that I, I I just love the songs in this but not only that I love the way that it sounds and it's an album where so many songs have mid sections that are my favorite sections of the songs like you'll you'll have your verses and your choruses but then there's a mid section um, especially especially in uh, in uh, state of emergency the whole middle section of that song to me is fucking brilliant and. Um, but one of the things I think that I like about Sacred Reich, because if you take their whole discography and you you pick it apart, they've never been very flashy or try to like be. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like they're trying to impress anybody with the with what they do. Um, and so I think that's a character of this album that I really like, where it, you can hear that they're being ambitious. And a little bit progressive, but it doesn't sound like they're trying to impress anybody. These are just the songs that kind of kind of how they happened. And um, to, it's their it's I, I just think it's their best album just because of that because it still does in many ways sound like Sacred Reich. It's got the riffs. It's got Phil's voice, um, which I love his voice, and um, it's just the most the most that they tried to go. Uh, pushing things forward with their sound because the next album would be independent where they kind of brought things back in and it, it wasn't, you know, the thrashiness was taken down a notch, but the progressive element was also taken down and they never really went back to that again. They never did an album where all of a sudden they seemed like they were, the word proggy could be used at all. Um, and in this, I'm using that term loosely, but it, you know, for them, it's the proggiest they got. So I just love this album. And to me, it is a classic um, and I'm, I'm gonna throw it over to you because I, I know that you don't agree, <laughs> but uh, but let's hear your two cents worth. Um, it came out the same week in the UK. I don't know if it did in the US. It came out the same week of, of When the Storm Comes Down by Flotsam and Jetsam. And Flotsam yeah. and Jetsam, that album is hampered by um, the the drum production. Um, yeah, the production overall um, is is lets that album down. Yeah. Uh, and funnily enough, I know the band would love to do a remix and that I'd be in favour of. But um, then there was the American Way and they came out at the same time. Now, one of the albums has got lots of depth on it and lots of intricate songwriting. And one of them is the American Way. And <laughs> and the American Way just grabs you straight away. Grabs you straight away. And um, both me and a friend of mine... Um, were both at the time and still to this day, funnily enough, we'll often revisit the topic. Um, the American way blew us away and Flots got put to the side. And then Flots, it was like, of every four listens, you'd listen to 
the American way three times and then Flotsam and Jetsam once just yeah. to feel like you were worth, it was worth buying the CD. And then after a while, it, it kind of got level. And then after a while, and the longer the album sat with us, American way never got played. And um, because of a lack of depth and funnily enough, some of the reasons that you said there that you like it so much. Um, and that was interesting to listen to. Um, but for me, Flotsam just absolutely aced it because there was just so much more depth in it. There was the, the songwriting was superb. Yeah. Um, the lyrics, Eric Braverman was writing lyrics for him back then. And um, the lyrics were on point. And it was a great album that was hampered by the production. So I went back to the American way to give it a listen. And um, boy, time has not been kind. Um, the drums, fucking hell. Anyone else going to be on the record? Or should we just have the drums? <laughs> well, like, we I said, have the like I said, like I said, injustice for all. Injustice for all. That's like I, I said. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that is hideous drum production. It re- they're, they're just way too loud. They're louder than the guitars. They're, um, they're ne- I mean, the vocals just about cut through over the drums. The bass, the bass drums are hideous and just like just change the sound, take them right down in the mix. It's at times it sounds like somebody's got a, a big tea chest and they've put loads of clothes, put loads of like shoes in it and they're just shaking it around. And it's like, there's your drum sound. Um, <laughs> That's uh, funny. I, I've never gotten that from this album. I can understand uh, loud, but other than that, uh, I've never gotten any of that. Oh, just a, yeah. Yeah. The drums are just, just yeah. Bollocks. Um, and again, on what you were saying, I, I love Phil's voice, but Jesus Christ, this album for me as a singer is just annoying because it is, it is Janet and John time. It is if the riff goes, then the vocals are going to go. But they don't on that particular song. Well, on, well, if you, on track two, which I can't remember. No, that is the American way. The American way. Third song after the American way. The way it is. Yes. Yeah. And the vocals just the vocals just follow so the guitar. And, the, and, and, we, and this is we talked about this before with State of Euphoria. So this is a thing that yeah. bugs you and doesn't bug me uh, uh, right. necessarily it's, I, as much. Yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm going to play I'm going to play a musician's card. Right? Any? Musician? I, I'm a musician too. I'm sorry that I'm not All successful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well, well. Listen up. This might be one of the reasons why. <laughs> uh, um, some people some people uh, would say there are many reasons why vocals <laughs> vocals should never follow the music they should always be working with it not on it and um that goes especially for choruses but sometimes it can work it, yeah. it, it does work and it can work but you said yourself, because I was nodding away when you were you were talking about this album and you were saying some of the most memorable bits on this album and some of the bits that you enjoy the most are mid-sections. And yeah. that, to me, is like, yes, I agree with you on this. That is because the verse and the choruses are poor. That's just, like, my take on this album is, yeah. like, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's really, really basic really and some and and some of the lyrics uh, they're coming from the right place but they're just a bit boneheaded 
and and I'm wow. I'm, I'm I'm genuinely genuinely surprised for me. I'm genuinely surprised at just how bad this is. Revisiting it all these years later, <laughs> I, this is this is so interesting to me. Just because like I listen to it often, I listen to it today, and the only thing I can say lyrically speaking is that Phil has always been. I have this thing I want to say. I wrote these lyrics down, and now they're done. Like I feel like he yeah. doesn't really take a whole lot of time. He kind of, maybe occasionally he he comes up with some interesting phrasing, but for the most part, I feel like he has something he wants to say, and he doesn't try to like be fluffy oh. with it or whatever or flowery. Yeah. Look, I I totally agree. I like some of the lyrics on the album. I'm not saying yeah. put all the lyrics in the bin, and I, yeah. I like some of the lyrics, but some of them are fucking boneheaded. I would, I would like, honestly go. Ozzy Judas Priest. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say that who, who's to blame is the one song where lyrically I go. He probably should have taken should have taken a few more passes at those lyrics before. They yeah, recorded I know, it. but you know, like I said, it's just it's like it's like the Steven Spielberg list of topics. Do you know what I mean? It's like ooh, government bad. Ooh, Earth. Yeah. Ooh, Earth is hurting. You know, all well, parents they- they're bad. And, I think yeah. that the problem, it, maybe this is a, it's a geographical thing too, because, because <laughs> I, I like, I think about that and over in, in America, there's not enough, even though all these thrash bands back in the late days and early nineties were doing environmental songs, political songs, whatever you want to have, like the, the fact that we've, I've lived in a country that those songs have to happen because most people are completely clueless and don't care. And so like, even today, like I'll hear, you'll hear these bands and you'll go, well, this is shit that people have already been singing about for 30, 40 years. I'm like, yeah, why do they still need to sing about it? And so I think that's why a lot of these things, even though you could say, yeah, they wrote a song about this and this and this, they checked off all the boxes for being a politically minded, uh, socially minded band. But that's fine, except for the fact that a lot of these things are still very relevant over here today. Like nothing has fucking changed. And so um, well, that yeah, is important but- to me. And so I, so I, I don't know. I never look at it as, as a just sort of basic when it comes to that, because there, there, there are other bands that sure did a song about how it's bad that children got to go over and fight wars. They have no point in being. And the other ones, uh, you know, the, the rainforest is burning down. That's fine. But then if you go and, and ask them like in an interview, you know, how do, how do you feel about these? Oh, no, we don't talk about politics. And so Sacred Reich has always been this band that they're like, that motherfucker's going to tell you <laughs> what he feels. Okay, no yeah, no, I'll give you that. Yeah, and yeah. So I'll I, give that's, you that. that's why when it comes to them, I'm like, I would expect nothing less than a very pointed, uh, uh, lyrically speaking, song about something that has been talked about a lot, but continues to be relevant. And so I don't yeah. know. That's that's just but that's just my like my point of view. Like I I yeah no, I get, well, I, I, I get frustrated every, I get frustrated every day being on the internet and I looking <laughs> and just seeing people like on Twitter and other things and I go, people like you still fucking exist. Like why are we still here? I know. Um, anyway, I know that, so that, that's a totally different story. That's just that, a, that is a, that is a different <laughs> podcast. That is yeah. a meet us the meet us down the docks for real change podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
but uh, but yeah, I but yeah. Anyway, I I I, I th- it's interesting though because there are so many albums that I think that I really love that any number of people would talk about how it was bad in whatever ways. Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. And it's yeah. so it's so interesting to me. Like that's you know that's why I never present my opinions as this is good this is bad because I think about the shit that I like. I'm like, man, so many people shit on these albums. that I like. <laughs> and so I'm like, cl- clearly the other way around, it probably isn't correct. If I sit here and talk all day about how um, I think most of the shit that Slipknot did was shit. That's just a personal opinion. And other people get something really deep out of it. And so it's, it's interesting but, uh, to hear that. But, but also over time, and I speak as a bit of an expert on this subject, over time, you get a chance to change your opinion. Yeah, you, know, you get you get a chance to actually turn around and go. Do you know what? You know, the, well, I I did it with Lama God, who I've just mm-hmm. consistently taken the piss out of on yeah. the on on talking bollocks. And uh, Randy Blythe, when his name is Dave Randall Blythe, why wouldn't you be called Dave Blythe? That's your fucking nickname. That's the way the world works. They're the rules. Yeah, Dave Blythe. You don't get to pick your middle name turn it all cool into randy instead of randall because let's face it randall is the lead singer of lamb and god that's not fucking flying is it so <laughs> so he changed it to randy like we get randy blythe and it should be fucking dave dave blythe anyway i've always said don't like his singing don't like just don't don't get on with it at all but i really like his photography and i like his presence on social media and i love his interviews yeah. So, so I've never been like, oh, fuck that band. And then, the, you know, the Lamb of God album, Lamb of God, came out in lockdown, and it was one of my lockdown classics. I absolutely loved it. And I, and I, I think it's a great album. I still do. Um, but, I, you know, does that mean that, you know, I, I, you know I, I was wrong to slag him off for five years? No, I mean, it's just an opinion, and it can change yeah. at any time. And I think that's the whole thing as well, isn't it? It's just an opinion. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, yeah, that's right. My opinion might absolutely wind somebody up. But guess what? It's just my opinion. And you've probably got opinions that would completely wind me up. So I'm not going to listen to you. Don't listen to me. that's 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 what that's that's why i want everyone to take away from this podcast don't listen don't don't listen to us okay just turn this off right now and and, yeah don't listen to us or the american way it's fucking terrible (laughs) and then listen to american way because it's amazing yeah yeah absolutely absolutely they they, point counterpoint yeah yeah and and (laughs) other opinions are available it's all right um, not much of a fan. Oh, I quite like it. They're all opinions that are available on podcasts that aren't ours. Uh, so, so, so in, in conclusion, you, you would probably say you would probably not use the word classic to describe this particular at, album at all. And okay. when, when you mentioned, when you mentioned ignorance and you were saying that's probably their, their most original work. And that's when I was nodding because I think, I think ignorance is, is that's in the thrash metal hall of fame american way ain't in fact american way for me go back one notch an american way is surf nicaragua light surf nicaragua was just like that ep first time you heard that and if i was on the road and we heard it recently and it's like you know you're entering Managua. i was like what 
Um, yeah. Just awesome. And there's nothing as good as that song on the whole of the American way. And that, and, uh, and maybe I never got over that disappointment or maybe I just fell in love with Flotsam and Jetsam a little bit too much. Yeah. But, you know, just didn't. I'm going to, I'm going to include that album in my next list. Cause that's, that's worth talking about. I think too. When the storm oh, comes you... down. Oh, because because that, that that's that's one that's it's been with me for a while because I because that was around the time I discovered them was when that album was out. Um, yeah. And of course, the only reason I knew who they were was because Jason Newstead was once in the band. But um, but yeah, that was the new album when I first heard Flotsam and Jetsam. So it's it's one that's it's been in my life for a while. Wow. So do you always go back to it then? Uh, I honestly, between the, the, the three of, of, uh, no place for disgrace, that one and, um, Quattro, like I listen to all three of those often. Oh, oh Quattro, Quattro is a work of fucking genius. I got, yeah, I, got the, I got the gold, I got the gold remastered CD. Oh, um, nice. Uh, and I, I mean, yeah, the, the greatest, the greatest, possibly the only, but the greatest thrash metal single. To not be a fucking hit is um, Dial Double Zero. Yeah, that that, I mean, that album's that fucking great. Just, that yeah, yeah. Well, but once Neil again, Kern, like Neil that, Kernan as well. The production is just monstrous. yeah. But that's another thing that like we, we I talk about often about how I the reason why newer bands are so boring to me. If you take those three albums we just mentioned, <laughs> none of them sound like each other. Yeah. But no. now you have bands that put out the same album three times. Same thing with Sacred Reich with their stuff. They constantly were trying something new. And um, and Flotsam now, you know, they're great now, but they are kind of putting out similar sounding things. It's all quality yes. shit. But- yes, but but you but what but what what's happened there is that you're developing as a musician and you're developing as a writer. And as you get older, you get to know what works, what doesn't. Yeah. What you like, what you don't like, just like you do about everything else in your life. And as a listener, if you keep wanting them to to challenge themselves and make another album that sounds completely different, well, you know, you need those guys in the mid twenties. Yeah. And they're not, they're in the mid fifties. Yeah. And 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 that's where that comes from. And that's where, like, you know, oh, you know, they're they're not as challenging these days, blah blah. It's like it's like Paul, our guitarist, always says people talk about the first four, the first five Metallica albums. It's like, yeah, Metallica haven't been that banned for over 20 years, 30 yeah. years even, you know? And it's like, that's, that's just not, it's not who they are anymore. Yeah. But, um, those three albums are just unbelievable. Funny thing is every time I go back to um, when the storm comes down, I put it on at the beginning and it's that intro. And it's just like, and you go, Oh yeah, this is good. Yeah, production's all right on this. It's all right. And then, and then it, the verse kicks in. And then the, the first time you hear that snare, you're just going, <laughs> Oh, fuck me. Oh yeah, it was I, I have to it. admit, I've gr- I, I've grown. That was the thing that kept me from getting really into that album was the production. But over the years, I've gotten so used to it. Oh yeah, I'm just absolutely. like yeah, it's fine. It's oh, fine. Yeah. Oh, oh so, so, I mean, but the, the songs on there yeah. suffer the masses for fuck's sake. I mean, we're talking about songs that just individual tunes that belong in the all-time pantheon of metal history. Not just thrash metal. I mean, there is there is some tunes on that album that are just beautiful, 
absolutely beautiful. I feel like this. I feel like this is already segued into us talking about that. I, it kind of has, hasn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah, it, it has. Yeah. When the storm um, comes down is a classic. It, I, I, it, it is people. When the storm comes down, by flots from Jessen came out the same week as Sacred Rock. I don't know if I've mentioned that. <laughs> and, the, and the same year as Obnoxious. Oh my God! Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, nineteen ninety. So, and, and that's wow. and it's it's funny the number of times like when I was making my list, I'm like, should I put Obnoxious in there and see if anybody votes for it, and then we just have to talk about Obnoxious. <laughs> oh no, that would be funny. That would yeah. be funny. Yeah. Um, well, man, look, I think um, yeah, we covered an extra album, didn't we? When the sun comes down, that's all right. That's you know, it's we we can fit it in. We'll this we let this take us where it's going to take us. And honestly, hey. it was nice to leave off on a positive note, and not you being all crotchety and angry about the album that I picked. <laughs> not at all, mate. Not at all, mate. I'm just I mean, kidding, man. No, no. I'd, I'd say what though. I'm glad. I'm glad that I went back to it to listen yeah. to gen- genuinely to gauge what it was like. And yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised. Yeah. So so next time, everybody go go join uh, Howard's Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, um, sign because up. Because this next time, it'll be four albums that he chooses, and everyone will vote on it. And uh, then the next next month, we'll be back with whatever classic album. Hopefully, it'll be an album that I don't like. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to see if I can find me one. <laughs> and then that Are has you, to win the vote. Are you a are you a Voivod fan at all? Yeah. Oh shit. And I and I'm also one of those people that I enjoy even Voivod in the nineties. So I'm just, you know, it's gonna be hard to pick one <laughs> that I'm not. No worries, like. man. No yeah. worries. We'll we'll figure it out. Eventually we will get there. Any and, cool. and knowing knowing my personality, even then I'll be like, oh, it's got some good things about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a pleasure, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. So everybody, uh, all the as usual, if you in YouTube down below yeah. in the in the in the comment, or not the comments, the description, it'll have a link to Howard's Patreon and all his other shit. So go follow him. Yeah. Um, and if you're listening to this as a podcast, go follow my shit. On yes, YouTube. go follow his shit, and I'll share his shit with my shit, and you'll get a load of shit every time. Yeah, and yeah. we'll be back with more shit in a month. Cool, man. All right, bye, everyone. Cheers, everyone. And there you go. You can tell we're really enjoying doing these, can't you? Good. Glad. So go and click the links like you've already been told.